Hi, friends. Welcome to the Edge of Fear podcast, hosted by Liz Basil Lewison at Liz Without a Pillow. Each week, I'll be bringing you some different insights, lessons, and laughs with an end goal of a more empowered and authentically happier human race. Everybody's got a story, and everybody's story is important. Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Edge of Fear podcast. So today I am starting off with a story about uh, a day last week that I was out for a run. The whole month of May, my boyfriend and I did a mile a day challenge. I think we only skipped May 1st and then May 2nd was my birthday um, and we walked quite a bit that day in like hikes and stuff. Uh, but May 1st was the only day that we skipped in. So by the end of the month, I'm feeling pretty good about my runs. I'm don't even really have to put a lot of effort into just waking up in the morning and going for, you know, a one to two mile walk or run because we've done it every day, except on the, what we call active rest days. Uh, usually weekends once or twice during the weekend where we will still walk but we don't make ourselves get up early for it so anyway we're on one of our regular morning runs the other day and I fell Um, and maybe like a week earlier uh, Joey had fallen and he had scraped his knee and so when I fell, you know, a week later, it was kind of funny. Um, and I threw myself onto the grass and like rolled and I jumped up without a single scratch. And I was like, whew, close one. Totally cool. I dodged that bullet. Uh, and then about two and a half minutes later, (laughs) I tripped on a lip in the sidewalk. Um, and I fell again, but this time really hard. Um, and I like scraped up my palm really bad. I landed really, really poorly. Um, I scraped up like from like along my forearm. Um, I forget what that bone is called, but, um, between like my elbow and my wrist and the outside. And, um, I happened to be wearing new birthday, uh, leggings, um, and I was really nervous, you know, that was kind of the first thing that I looked at was to see if um, I had ripped the leggings because I've actually done that before. Uh, I was playing, um, some of you may know, I used to run a fitness center for kids up in Boston when I lived there for a couple of years. And I was playing dodgeball at a child's birthday party that I was running, uh, facilitating the games for. Um, and I was about to like, like head smash, like what, what were they called? The bash brothers? Like we were going to like bash heads, um, me and this like seven year olds kid. So I like, like leapfrogged over him. Um, and then like rolled like and spun rolled out, uh, and I ripped my fucking leggings, uh, and my knee was pretty messed up for that, from that for a really long time, so I first looked at my leggings, the leggings were fine, um, but, you know, I jumped up, and we finished up the last half mile or so, whatever was left of the run, and we went inside, and all of a sudden, I start absolutely weeping, like, uncontrollable just crushing 
like shame, like such embarrassment from having fallen. And he had fallen the previously the previous week. So obviously there's nothing to be ashamed about, you know, embarrassed, okay. But like sobbing, crying is not what that was. I wasn't just slightly embarrassed. I was like deeply wounded by this. So over the course of the next probably 18 hours, I think it was like in the shower right after that run. And then as I was trying to fall asleep, the f- either that night or the following night, and taken out in anger, in absolute anger and frustration and like lack of empathy and just really mostly anger. Uh, and I think that that's something that I've faced. I, I hate about myself, you know, and I, and I know that it's like human and, and real and fine, but I hate that anger. And so generally it's coming from something else because that's not my, my baseline, but I definitely do feel like I have struggled with like managing my anger when, you know, when it gets to that point. So it is upon reading my bedside nighttime book, still finishing up Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. I think I'm on rule 11 now. And having my journal near enough by that I can jot things down, you know, as I think of them, I ended up filling four pages in, you know, feelings and also very much in like really applicable life ideas, goals, dreams, aspirations, um, like meal plans for right now, like things that really made sense right now in my life. And it was because I was like taking a moment to like sit and reflect and like write down and brain dump all this stuff that I'd been, I guess, worried about or thinking about. But anyway, so the important stuff was what came out when I realized that I hadn't been really facing what was going on and I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. And the realization that came to me in the shower as I'm like literally, you know, scrubbing blood off of my hand and my forearm and my knee uh, and my elbow and just like crying, like uncontrollably crying, being the most dramatic because it's the only existence that I know. I realized that my shame is because I feel like I'm not even an athlete. Like here I am thinking one mile is no big deal, but I can't even do one mile without falling. And so suddenly I have this like crushing fear of that I need to be part of something bigger, that I need to be part of a group, part of a community, part of a larger whole. And when I don't have that, that title that says I am part of this group, who am I? And who am I specifically without being an athlete? Who am I specifically without being a healthy eater? You know, someone who was in the army, someone who smokes weed and parties, somebody's girlfriend. A pretty young thing, a PYT is what I wrote down here because I think that that correctly describes, you know, the the experience that I've had thus far at 31. Meanwhile, 22 year old me thinks that 
I'm already old and I have about three years left of crop tops. Little did I know. So anyway, I kind of, I, I have this very heavy realization that I feel like I am protected by these layers, by these characteristics, my history, my race, my wealth, my education. So it's, it's scary to face yourself. What, what if it's lonely in there? What if I'm not ready to see what I really am without my attributes, without what society deems good or worthy? And so honestly, really crazy to see this transformation beginning and then the this following week, the week of the cop kneeling on um, and killing George Floyd and then the Amy Cooper, Amy Cooper Central Park uh, dog story and to just see the imperfections of everybody and to see how quickly we turn to anger and so to know that it's not just me that has you know anger in there somewhere it seems that everybody has that and certain things dredge it up when we feel you know vulnerable or that we feel our whole self is being threatened all that we are and it's because we're tied to this identity you know, I'm a veteran, I'm a student, I'm a healthy eater, I'm, I'm tied to these things. So I don't want you to threaten my way of life, my whole way of being. I, I want to feel safe there. So I start to let myself feel, feel this shame, feel this, this anger, this frustration and I remember this rule of thumb that I read about um, through Brene Brown last winter when I first got back from traveling. And basically she says that the rule of thumb is if you never let yourself feel the bad, you never really let yourself feel the good either because you don't get to choose which feelings you feel. And so if you don't let that anger come in and acknowledge it, if you don't let that fear or that shame come in and acknowledge it, you never really get to get the super good stuff either. So I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about the loneliness of it because as much as I can have a mentor or a friend or a partner or a loved one or a coach even with you looking at your shit, I guess probably a coach is like the number one person you would have looking at your shit with you, but like this is stuff that we really need to examine in our own lives independently by ourselves, and there, you know we can talk through it as it's happening even or after the fact but you have to go in and like look for it because it doesn't you know when you fall and scrape your knee you're the knee monster the knee blood monster doesn't come out and say like hey this is actually a shame because of your not enoughness and who are you if you're not the best at something? And you have to really dig for that. So 
like who are you when you aren't xyz when you aren't being this identity that you've attached yourself to so i'm sitting there with myself facing what feelings it all brings up for me and i have to then decide i have to choose do i want to acknowledge this and notice it or do i want to numb and distract and not face this uh and if i choose that i want to notice it eventually you know maybe i can decide to change if it's a bad habit um according to the book atomic habits by james clear uh, i can get accountability buddies so that some of the people that i'm talking to can help me hold myself accountable you know there's there's so many things that you can do to to break bad habits and to change you know if you decide to improve if you decide there's a way to change your life that you can do just that but ultimately changes or not growth or not transformations or not enlightened or not literally zero people ever have been perfect so when you turn that around and look at yourself if nobody's perfect you're not perfect that's okay we all have to acknowledge in ourselves what are some of our imperfections and then find acceptance for them it probably won't be love at first but acknowledgement of it awareness and then maybe love or respect but first just noticing it once we accept that we have shit about us that we don't love then we can begin to accept that everyone is going to have a different story than us we can acknowledge that there's another way of living than what you're privy to there there and there's nothing wrong with that either it's just different i'm aware this way of life exists and then ultimately I can grow from that to accept and truly respect other ways of thinking and living and therefore, you know, accepting and respecting others and each other's way of living and thinking without just thinking immediately that this is wrong. So, in some, it honestly, like, it's so hard to explain sometimes where these lessons and realizations and epiphanies and shit come from because I don't really know where it comes from. It honestly is like when you do the reflection, when you do the stopping and thinking about like what you just went through and literally just like like relish in the experience and like let that experience wash over you. Like even as it's happening really is super helpful too but like right after you know later that day things like that i like to like make time every day to really just like sit in the day and like notice how i feel and 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 what was good and you know with try to do it without judgment but let's be serious there is judgment we are constantly trying to fight if you know if you are So the very seemingly unrelated lessons that I feel like I learned from this were that I will take questioning my identity. I will take questioning whether or not I am too attached to my identity, what my identities are, what that points out about my privilege and my experience, what that, you know, brings to my awareness, my way of life and my closed-mindedness and my you know, tendency towards shame. 
and and wanting to just be more vulnerable and open um and truthful and authentic but I will take that lesson because it feels like a better question to be asking than I was a year ago when I was going through my first like minimalism attempt uh, and I gave away you know 13 bags of clothes uh, and suitcases and shit that I didn't need Um, you know but even even in that lesson I'm like judging myself for the quality of my question a year ago versus now but honestly still I will take it this feels like growth still questioning my identity and how attached I am to it and the release of so much so much falsities and just whatever yeah so I I will take the lesson for the growth there's no lesson or realization that's better or worse than any other so but I'm still growing you know to still be asking questions a year plus into this journey with no end in sight. Another lesson that I learned is I love my body and I couldn't believe, I like want to cry now talking about it again, but I like couldn't believe how fucking angry I was at my body and how sad that was to just be so angry at my body. And I think, oh, I am crying. And I think... (laughs) (laughs) that like sitting in that hurt and sitting in that pain and sitting in that shame and realizing how much I hated my body I can't even do a mile run without falling twice and as I'm you know saying it in my head fully crying like fully hysterically crying how can I speak to my body this way? Like, I'm so proud of her. And like, she shows up every day, does all kinds of hard things. Many of them she does really well. Like, I'm proud of and I love my body. Why should I be angry at it? And the same goes for the people I love. Like, when we hold ourselves and people to unrealistic expectations, there are going to be letdowns. But when we choose to love them and our body, no matter what, no matter how they show up every day, no matter whether or not they do well those hard things, like, and love them anyway, that's when (laughs) it's not so sad and scary and lonely and hard to fall and scrape your knee. Another lesson that I realized is because I was, you know, doubting, honestly, like that thread of I'm not an athlete pulled every thread for me. So suddenly it was like, I'm not a podcaster. I'm not a student. I'm not a good girlfriend. Like I'm not enough. I am not worthy. I'm bad. All this, all this craziness. So I realized that, you know, showing up when I do for my Instagram, for my podcast is for me. That's for me. So give myself a little bit of grace, you know, and don't expect 
anything unrealistic and accept what I bring to the table, accept what others bring to, you know, my world for me and through me and with me. And if I get, you know, this healing and transformative experience for myself and get to share it with other people, that the sharing is the learning. Like I learn this when I share this, this is for me and it is so good for me. And I hope that it's good for you too. So, and then I realized, I think maybe this is kind of like the last lesson, but you know, as we're in this time of shelter in place, even if it comes to an end really soon, it's such a time to take stock of how you're moving through the world and how you're talking to yourself and what you're proud of in your life and what makes you feel good. And then talking it out or writing it down or letting yourself feel it and just knowing like it's safe here. You are allowed to feel all of these things. And so I decide for myself that it's safe here to be going through this. And then I realize how much, you know, my boyfriend was be- was being there for me and showing me love and support. And I was physically pushing him away, just denying it. And I was just denying him. And even though I do need to go through this alone, I also need to communicate with him what's going on so that he can be there with me as I'm projecting this anger and you know he can hold me accountable for it because I I don't want to I don't want to just be projecting but we only reflect what our own experience is so when when Joey and I first started dating we went really old school and talked on the phone for like literally multiple hours every single day for the first two weeks and then I basically moved in with him so like we have a lot to talk about always and if you know either of us you know that we probably still and we definitely still have not run out of things to say but he's with me and I know that he's with me but I have to share my transformation with him otherwise he has no idea what I'm going through and I'm just being like angry for no reason but it's because I'm like a caterpillar, a caterpillar in a chrysalis and I'm like trying to turn into a butterfly and I need him to like be there with me and it brought me back to again this like feeling of we have to get vulnerable you know you don't choose the feelings that you want to feel I don't want to feel anger and sadness and frustration and pain and loneliness I want to feel joy and love and happiness and goodness and I want to feel only the quote positive emotions but I have to share my transformation with him I have to share it with him if I want to understand each other and I have to tell him what I'm going through and talking it out with him helps me to articulate it and to feel it. And then if he can relate to it or he can't relate to it, at least he knows what I'm experiencing. Um, and so I was listening to this podcast, uh, the Almost 30 podcast, and it was with Glennon Doyle was the guest. And it's episode 325. She says that when no one talks about sadness, anger, and pain, it's like such a disservice to do to children and just to society in general because it makes you think that your anger and your pain are something are things that make you weird or bad. And it gives you this sense of like dread and loneliness. And we 
just miss out on so much good that comes from sitting in your pain because it's when you sit and face what you're going through that you realize what you've gone through. So I realized this is probably like the last-ish lesson. If I, after I admit my embarrassing truth, which was I got sad because I felt like when I fell, I was no longer an athlete and then no longer enough. When I say that I'm able to see it right there in front of me in words, I'm able to sit with it and he can consider again what I've said and what a self-reflective crazy lady he has paired himself up with. Um, and he makes me feel so much better by just sitting there with me in it and listening. So it's just so important to always reflect on where you are with yourself because if you're causing hurt and pain, you know, okay, so I acknowledge the hurt and pain. I acknowledge, you know, what it was, the silliness, um, that the, the silliness, the, the little D darkness, the darkness that I was going through and we're able to laugh about it. And then it does become silly. And I realize in this, that it's in the reflection, in the articulation, in the talking about it, that, you know, we realize if we're being like, hard on the world and on our and on ourself for no reason because that's I don't just want to apologize after I'm an asshole to you because I'm embarrassed I I want to feel my embarrassment and I want to feel what I'm feeling and then after that if you can sit with me in this and you can let me man, I'm a stubborn Taurus, but, and you can let me slowly as I feel fit, apologize and get back to, you know, being real with you and and telling you what's going on in my world and not just being mean to you and just projecting. If we stay in our unhappy, then we stay in our non-truth. And then when you speak your truth, you suddenly are freed of that weight, of that heaviness, of those those darknesses and you really free the people around you to do the same you you give everyone permission to just exist in whatever it is that you're existing in so I love you guys so much I hope that you do some self-reflecting after this uh nobody's perfect but we all have to coexist on this planet and quarantine has been a weird time and I think that things might go back to normal-ish soon but I think normal is going to be very different so catalog what's going on in your own world inventory what's happening take stock of what is happening in your world on your plane and choose choose your life because I really like truly we have a choice you know and some days I choose happy in the morning and then I can't run without falling on my face and some days we choose happy and resilient and strong and productive and you know on those days it's a lot easier to love yourself but you have a choice every day if you decide to stand in your truth if you decide you will accept nothing less than a happy 
and supportive and loving relationship. And you will give nothing but love and support because we only get what we give. Is that a song? Can't forget, you only get what you give. Yeah, the new radicals, I Googled it. But (laughs) we have a choice every day. You know, if you wake up with hate in your heart, there's no way there's going to be less hate in your heart at the end of the day. You have to at least go into the day with love, you guys. Accept and respect others. Understand that people live differently than you. That's the whole beauty of the world. We all live differently. We all eat different food. We all, you know are familiar with hearing or speaking different languages. We have been exposed to different books or movies or television or games. Like, that's life. And there's so much beauty in that. (sighs) Accept yourself. Love yourself. Love others. Reflect on yourself. Write about it. Read about it. Speak about it. Share it, though. I promise you, you will feel a little bit better. I love you. I love you. And I will. See you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find me on Instagram at Liz Without a Pillow. If you loved what you listened to or know somebody that would, please share it. Screenshot the episode in the podcast app, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me. If you'd like to lend your personal support, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be so grateful. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. See you then.